When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. One of the things we've recognized as we've been talking about the college cheating scandal story that has been sweeping the headlines and certainly our our office, probably yours as well, uh, is it everybody has an opinion about it and they come at it from a different angle. So what about this story is touching a nerve for you? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk 1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yeah, I just think it's clear, like when you watch people's reactions to this story, you know, and this is true certainly of every story, but I think specifically for Americans, and people in America, U.S. Americans, U.S. Americans. This story is uh, is a touch point. You can learn a lot about people's perceptions of their own positions in society. Um, you know, just a, a slew of opinions they have about higher education and you know class. I mean, really, this just runs the gamut. And um, you know, we didn't have to go any further than a meeting we had this morning. Um, which was totally unrelated to this particular story, but that everybody started to chime in uh, on the latest news of the day, mm-hmm. this college cheating scandal. And really, I think you just learn a lot about where people sit and um, what the thing, you know, some people it's, um, oh, this has been going on for years. This is just something we already knew. It's no big deal. Or it's, you know, the uh, people who maybe have children who are in college right now and they talk about the pressures that their kids had to go through. Um, we've all sort of brought our own baggage to this particular story. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What is it in particular that has touched a nerve for you about this story? And and I, I mean, I'll speak for myself that one of the first things that that I react to when I react to this story is the idea of parents being so overly involved and overly concerned about the status of their child's uh, secondary education mm-hmm. or education at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that So much so that they would sacrifice their own hard-earned money just to give them a leg up in it rather than going through the normal natural routes well, and how early in life that begins not not only that they would give up their hard-earned money honey but because people you're you would be willing to give up your hard-earned money for your kid to get ahead in the world but to take that hard-earned money and to cheat the system right. and become criminals as a result right that to me is just incredible that's like taking it to the next level and i, I see it and the part that touches a nerve for me is that the parents who are doing this are doing it because of the way it reflects on them oh yeah not because of any advantage it gives their child. I think this is far more, and it's very easy for me to say, I don't have children, I am not a parent, so I realize that my position, all of our positions are informed by our own experience, Mm -hmm. to be sure. But I think this is far more a reflection of how parents see themselves. I think that, to a much greater degree, happens a lot with your children. I mean, you can't help it. 
You know, it's like anything we have in our lives. Um, anyway, so yes, I think it's a direct reflection of how the parents sort of see whatever the pressures they're feeling about society. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What about this story is touching a nerve for you? Let's go to the phones. We have Kelly on the line. Kelly, what is it about the story uh, that touches a nerve for you? Well, one, I'm agreeing with you. There's such an arrogance about this story, but I'm I'm lost in the irony that Felicity Huffman's husband stars in a series where one of the characters takes. ACT and SAT tests and sells them for money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, that's just such a strange, ironic. And again, uh, he knows that and his wife knows that. And, and they just kind of, again, it's, it's pure arrogance. It's just, it's such a, I just can't, I'm just lost in that irony completely. That's the piece that, that really touches a nerve for you, Kelly. Thank you for, for calling. Have a good day. Uh, 651-641-1071. What is it about the college cheating scandal story that's touching a nerve for you? Bradley, what is it for you? Um, for me, it's really, again, it's just, it, it shows me how people are so invested in, you know, making their children's lives uh, about themselves and not their kids. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have this pressure. Mm-hmm. I did not have a peer pressure to be sure of going to an elite school. I did not have, my parents were not putting pressure on me to go to an elite school. In fact, if anything, they were trying to discourage me from doing that and actually went above and beyond to try to convince me not to go to um, where I ended up going to school, which was, a. it's not that they didn't want me to go. It's that they wanted me to know that life um uh, did not require that I needed to go to a secondary institution in uh, in order to succeed in life, and that very much came from their uh, their own life experience, where neither of them um, completed that experience, and they were very successful regardless. So they wanted me to know that you can do, you can be successful regardless. And I think for me, one of the other things that I've taken away from this is really, truly, if you're going to be successful in life, you're going to be successful whether you go to college or not. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. if you are a person who is meant for success and whatever that success means varies by the individual, you can do it. Now, can college be a wonderful experience as someone who went? I can totally tell you it changed my life in many, many ways. Could I have still been a very successful person if I didn't have that experience? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that for me is sort of where I've met this story. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Angela is on the line. Hi, Angela. What is it about this story that is touching a nerve for you? Hi, um, thank you for taking my call. And I agree with the points that both of you have made. I think the primary takeaway for me is the concern about the fact that there are other people who legitimately qualified to attend these universities and their spots were probably taken by people who either had false test results or their mm-hmm. parents paid for them to get into a school that they didn't qualify right. to go to. Right. So yeah. again, it's that, thank you for your call, uh, Angela. It's, it's again, that, um, that people who actually deserved it were kind of bought out yeah. by people who really didn't deserve it. And remember Elizabeth Reese was in here during the dirt alert and mm-hmm. she was talking about how um, that's that, I think it has opened people's eyes to the fact that that goes on in a lot of legal ways Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Um, And I think what stands out in this particular case is that it was a criminal enterprise. I really don't buy this notion that like, oh, it's just all everybody's doing, everybody's screwing everybody to get ahead. Well, yes. 
everybody is going to use the advantages they have, but not everybody's going to do it illegally. Not everybody is willing to engage in a criminal enterprise for their children to get ahead because despite what you may want for your children, which is totally awesome. Like I don't despite the fact or spite the fact that people want to, uh, or spite people for wanting to give their children every perceived opportunity. Mm -hmm. But at the point at which you're willing to just, um, you know, talk to some creepy guy on the down low that is hiring, you know, people to lie, cheat and steal for your child. That that I am just so fascinated by. Right. What moves a person to cross over, especially when they have so much to lose. Right. And they really do. I mean, they've written checks and money apparently is no object to them. But now they really have. More money than it costs to do the thing they're trying to get the chance to do. But now they really have something even bigger than money to lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, 651-641-1071. What about this story is touching a nerve for you? What about the college cheating scandal story is hitting a nerve for you. We're going to get to your calls after the break uh, because this we're, it's hot. It's hot. Everybody's got, talking about everybody's it. Everybody's talking about it. We'll continue to do that after this on My Talk 107. Well, we realized that uh, in a conversation we had a little bit earlier today in a meeting that everybody has an interesting thing about this college cheating scandal that touches a nerve for them. And for everybody, it's a little bit different. The thing that really bugs them about it or that they're interested in. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And we're asking you, what is that thing for you? What is the thing that touches a nerve for you? Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Uh let's go straight to the phones. Tiffany's on the line. Hi Tiffany, what is the thing about the college cheating scandal that touches a nerve for you? I was infuriated when I found out that parents were saying their kids were disabled to get into spots. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. means their normal able quote kid took a spot of a kid that's really disabled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just ha- me. I have a daughter that has autism. That kid took my kid's spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and like the lowest of the low. Anyways? Yeah. Aren't they rich enough anyways that they can just live off their parents' money anyways? Why do they have to go to fancy colleges? I don't, I don't get it, but thanks for taking my call. Thank you, yeah, Tiffany. And, and I would say, even if they're not taking the spot of a particular person, um, they're using disability uh, to get ahead mm-hmm. and a disability that they don't have. It's it's as obvious as when somebody parks in a handicapped spot mm-hmm. who doesn't, uh, shouldn't be parking there. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't have the permit to park there. So, yeah, I think that you can be morally outraged whether or not you have a child who is handicapped because you want to believe that people um, are not that horrible. Yeah, I mean, which there's... I understand. Yeah. This is the thing. I also understand that there are horrible people. So for everyone out there who does say like, nah, you know, are you really that surprised that a bunch of privileged white people with money are getting ahead? I actually am that they're engaged in a criminal enterprise, and I hope that they are held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. Well, and it's frustrating, too, to hear that kind of apathy coming from a person when they go, well, are you surprised that that's the case? No, I'm not surprised, but I'm angry, and yeah. that's okay, and you should frankly be, too, yeah. because it's not okay. It's yeah. not okay to behave this way. Uh, it's not okay to break the law in this way. Brittany's on the line. Hello, Brittany. Uh, we, we're, what about the college cheating scandal touches a nerve for you? Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I think I have two parts for it. One is, like, this has actually been going on, like, mat- like globally. 
I heard about it in college in like Japan, I believe it was, where a lot of the high ups there would pay for their kids to get into expensive schools here in the U.S. or mm-hmm. overseas. And it's kind of one of those things I think it's going to have a big repercussion overall. Right. Right. That's oh, a good sure. point. Well, and then, too, like all these poor like kids who are like the celebrity kids who are actually trying to like make a name for themselves by themselves. You already get enough of like par- your people saying that, oh, your parents are paying for it. Now it's like legitimately happening. Yeah. Right. Like you almost so, feel so- bad for them because they really are. Their parents are really paying for them to be legitimized. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think Rob Lowe's son tweeted something about it, too, about how, you know, it's he's in college and doing, you know, trying to do his thing on his own. And you have all these other ones that are paying a million dollars just to get into a school and the kids aren't even smart enough to handle it. Yeah. Giving those rich kids a bad name. Yeah. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> uh, OK, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What about the college cheating scandal touches a nerve for you? Uh, we've got Emily. Hello, Emily. Emily, what about this uh, scandal touches a nerve for you? Well, it's kind of a two-pronged one. Where first of all, um, you're, they're, they're not giving their kids any kind of advantage by not allowing them to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of lessons to be learned in failing. Oh, for Absolutely. Sure. Um, and I have two college daughters who were both high school varsity athletes, really, really good swimmers, super smart girls. And they're in college, and they're paying for college, and they what they're not paying for is mostly scholarship that they legitimately earned by their grades. They mm-hmm. worked their butts off in high school mm-hmm. to get these scholarships, and one of them actually applied to Berkeley and did not get in. Mm-hmm. And she's a stinking honor student. Yeah. And seriously. It's frustrating. <laughs> I mean, to put yeah, it mildly. Going on forever, you know it's there, but to actually see it, see it dragged out in plain in sight. This, yes, in this way, it's like yeah, it's always happened, but this is just—it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. As, as, the parent of college-age children. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Emily. And not just to see it. I mean, again, you know, we do we, we deal with uh, the pop culture end of things, so we could talk about higher educational problems on a regular basis, and I'm sure some people listening are like, well, if you think this is interesting, let me tell you about 20 other stories mm-hmm. about inequities in the system. I'm sorry that some of your kids ain't getting in, but guess what? There's a ton of kids who had no chance of getting in in the first place for no reason other than where they were born and how much money their parents make. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Anyway, that aside, we could do that all day. But for us, I think what's really fascinating as well is that this is celebrities. These are, right. you know, 
these two women, I, I'm so curious to find out, and I don't want to just put it on them because this was part of their fan. Like, clearly their spouses knew about this. Um, mm-hmm. In one case, you know, Lori's husband was, Lori Laughlin's husband was also charged. Like, I just need to know how this went down. Not, you know, because people don't just fall into this. Right. Like, how does that conversation go? How does like, it start? I mean, like, you know, yeah, I met this guy. Yeah. Because if my partner came to me and we don't have children, so I'm just doing an imaginary exercise and said, you know, for about fifteen thousand dollars, we could probably I'd be like, are you insane? Right. What kind of mess? Like, what are you so invested in losing? Well. But, but the but the conversation started even before that piece. Oh, I'm sure it's the conversation, been going on since the child was born. Well, right? it started with something along the lines of, you know, little Susie isn't performing very well in school and she's never going to get a good oh, score God, on her. Which is just horrible. Doesn't it, that make you ill? For that child, yes. yes. Because that means you've been growing up with parents who didn't think you were, you know, able to do it on your own. So they were going to, you know, b- give you a kick up. Exactly. Now, do parents do that all the time? Yes. Sure, but th- not in a criminal enterprise. It's bad either way. I'm yeah. sorry. It just is. And that's the piece that, like, that's where I enter into the, the story, is at the, po- at the point at which you as parents have already decided that your child is not going to perform to the standards yeah. that you or a school have for them. I, ugh. <sighs> and also those standards, we could write a book on how those standards are screwy to begin with. The notion that 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 is the way your child succeeds by going to one of these institutions is, you know, that is that is a ball of wax that somebody has, you know, sold a bunch of people to believe. And it's absolutely couldn't be further from the truth. Well, and the notion, yeah, the notion of success, which we're going to talk about this in the next hour uh, when we talk about Lori Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Jade. Um because we are giving the kids a conflicting message oh. about what success looks like. All wrapped into one tiny Can I just say, little package. This is a story where Holly and I dump, jump up and down and go, we ain't having no kids. Mm. <laughs> and I already do, so it's too late. All right, when we Although, come back. Holly, I don't know, maybe you will at some point. But. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, <laughs> we've got celebra- more celebrities behaving badly called D-Bags on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it, and we talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Mm-hmm. We have a name for them, mm-hmm. and that name is D Burks. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag okay. of the Day. <laughs> this made my day yesterday when I saw this headline because I just would like to make page six from the New York Post my D-bags. Oh, For fun. this single headline, the headline alone, Camorley Simmons spotted stress-eating hot dogs in New York City. Um, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Rude. Like, the girl can't just Kimberly have a hot dog? Simmons it's gotta be because of stress? stress-eating hot dogs in New York City. <laughs> Tell us more. Also, by the way, stress-eating like, hot dogs is the name of my autobiography. Stress-eating hot dogs? <laughs> I mean, I'm there. I don't normally stress-eat hot dogs in public, Mm-mm. but anyway, you know, Kimberly Kimberly Simmons... <laughs> Who announced on Friday that she's bringing back her baby fat brand? I, I've forgotten about Kimora Lee Simmons. What was the name of her reality show? Uh, Didn't oh, she have man. a reality show? Yes. yes. And she was re- or she was married to 
Russell. What's his name? Russell Simmons. Br- uh, Simmons. Because <laughs> it was I just said brand. No, <laughs> Russell Simmons is his name. Russell Spr- <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> anyway, Kamora Lee Simmons, she had a reality show. You might know her from that. And of course, her fat baby. Baby, baby fat. fat brand. But the, the story itself is hilarious. It's ridiculous. So somebody wrote a story about her eating a hot dog. I mean, literally, <laughs> listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Life in the family, by the way. Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest isn't isn't till July, but she's got a head start. Kamora Lee Simmons, who announced on Friday she's bringing back her baby fat brand, seems to already be feeling the pressure. I mean, like as if women didn't have enough to deal with, right. this very successful woman has to be called out for eating a dumb hot dog. A source tells us they saw the designer curbing her late night munchies with some street meat in front of the Apple store at 1230 a.m. Monday. Get this, says a spy, quote, she was shoving hot dogs into her mouth like she hadn't eaten in a month. I was only on the corner a few minutes and she had three. Okay. Slow news okay. day? Seriously. What I also oh. love. <laughs> oh, the next line is the best. The witness added, as a woman, I can recognize street eating or stress eating. Like, this is the dumbest thing. Who is the idiot that was like, you guys, I was on the street corner and saw Camorally Simmons stress eating hot dogs. She looked like she hadn't eaten in a month. That is just rude. Oh a woman gosh. should be able, a woman, a man, anybody should be able to stress eat hot dogs unmolested. Street hot dogs. Street well, you guys, I'm sorry. We just might as well finish this entire article by all, reading my favorite uh, paragraph, which is the following. One, Svelte Simmons. Svelte Simmons was once videotaped creating her own signature hot dog, dubbed the Fab Dog at Tube Steak Mecca Pinks in L.A. With turkey, chili, cheese, jalapeno, guacamole, onion, sauerkraut, fries, and an onion ring. And an onion ring. This is a girl who likes hot dogs. Also, that, that wasn't written. I added that for flair. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I would just like to point out to New York Post, page six, whatever, anybody listening to this story, if you are eating three hot dogs in the middle of the night on a street corner in New York City, you're not stress eating. You're drunk eating. Yep. Yes. This is post bar. high as a kite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would probably believe that she was getting crunked in front of the Apple store at 1230 mm-hmm. on the does. streets of New York City. And instead of going for a piece of pizza, she went and, you know, shoved three tube steaks down her pie hole. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> You've been dancing all night, though. Yeah. You're kind of sweaty and you're mm. hungry. A good hot dog. A good tube street dog. Yeah. Street dog. Reps uh, for although, Simmons did not immediately comment. The fact that they if, reached out to her reps. As if they expect an actual response. Oh, yes. Ms. Simmons would like you to know that she quite enjoyed her triple tube steak experience. She was very stressed. Thanks for keeping the eyes out. Um, <laughs> also, I will say it's kind of an accomplishment to eat three hot dogs because I like to eat, but two maybe? Three, three is, a, is lot. a lot. Yeah, I mean, that she might want, I just you know what? Again, maybe she's conditioning the, for the 4th of July. The image of this woman, like, she was shoving hot dogs into her mouth like she hadn't eaten in a month. Like, she was just like... <laughs> <laughs> like Kirby from Nintendo. <sighs> Okay. I don't know that reference, but I will I trust either. you, Holly. Um, okay, would you like to know who my D-bag mm-hmm. is? Lady Gaga. Oh, is she stress eating? Oh, no. You guys, she's pregnant. Did you know that? No. Talk about stress no, eating. No, you're trying to lie. Uh, no, she's pregnant. She's pregnant with a new album. 
Oh, God, did I ruin it? I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Here, rewind the tape. (laughs) You guys. What? Lady Gaga is pregnant. With what? what? Thank you. I mean, no. (laughs) Do it again. (laughs) You guys, this is terrible. Lady Gaga is not pregnant, y'all. She says she's pregnant with a new album. Apparently yesterday with the college cheating rumors, we missed the big scandal. We missed the big rumor that she was pregnant. She was trying to... Pull the wool over our eyes. She said, no, y'all, please, I'm pregnant, but I'm pregnant with an album. I think she started some rumors that she was pregnant. Oh, I bet. In order to tell everybody she's got a new album yeah, coming she out. she the wrong day for it, though. Exactly. Uh, she said, rumors I'm pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant with hashtag LG6. <laughs> that would be Lady Gaga 6. Oh, I thought maybe that was like a smart TV. No. Oh, that her would be sixth, awkward. Her sixth <laughs> album. Yes, I'm giving birth to a smart TV. Uh, in any case, don't believe the hype. She's not pregnant with a baby. I have a but she's going to give birth what's to an question? album. Where was the hype to begin with? Uh, that's the thing. Again. In her head. There was no hype. Yeah. She started the with hype. With her hype man. And then she ended the hype. You also, know, do you think I no feel mention like, on whether or not Bradley Cooper is the father of thank this you. album? I was gonna say, thank <laughs> you. I was gonna say like I feel like somebody needs to do a welfare check on or a wellness check on Bradley Cooper um, because you know I don't know what he's doing with himself now, always, and it's also on her because what's she doing? Apparently, not getting any attention. Getting ready for, to make an album. You know, this generation they got to have the attention all the time, or it's they get true. real, de- you know, sad. It's true. We do have something we'd like for you to pay attention to, and it's Team Cobra's Ice Out. Go to mytalk1071.com, keyword ice out. Uh, and it's it's a fun thing we're doing. Listen, we've been, we're over winter. We were over winter like a hundred days ago. Yeah. Uh, and so in order to really watch winter leave us, we have propped... Uh, a little car with Barbie representations of us, Colleen, Bradley, Holly, mm-hmm. atop a very large block of ice. Mm-hmm. You have a job, and that job is to guess when that block of ice will be completely melted. We have a live cam on the ice at all times, so you can watch it's the like progress. It's like a live cam, so you can actually see it as it melts. Exactly. All you have to do is go to mytalk1071.com, keyword ice out, and guess. You put in your name, you put in your age, your phone number, your email address, and then you guess when you think that ice will be melted uh, down to the minute. And if you guess correctly, there's a prize in it for you. And that prize is, Bradley, you want to tell them what they're going to win? You're going to win a big, fat, inflatable unicorn that you can ride the seven seas with this summer. Or your pool, or, or your lake. tub, or in your backyard, you can just sit in the dumb thing. I don't, I don't know how big your tub is, but this is one of those party uh, inflatables where you can fit six people on it. Uh, and that's what we will give you if you correctly guess the day and time that all of that ice is gone. Yeah, just go to that live cam, fill out the form, bing, bang, boom, you're a exactly. winner. Exactly. We are be. watching We are watching winter leave us as we speak. Bye. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is oh. speaking again. I can't wait to blow your mind. And Bradley's going to blow my mind with her words. Gooper scoopers after this on My Talk 1071. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow's talking again, and uh, when she talks... 
We, we listen make fun of her. exactly on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Queen Goop herself. Cool. And uh when she talks, we are the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are gonna find you stuff that's dumb on Goop. Goopa, Scoopa, Goopa, Scoopa. That's just what they Okay, so, you know, we love to make fun of Goop. It's just who we are. And why should we pretend otherwise? Well, you know, she's been talking a lot lately, and I could go on about a number of things she said. Because uh, right now we're in the midst, I think, of the Goop Summit. Yes. And so that that's an opportunity. That's a bunch of goopy get-togethers uh, where people come together and they're like, oh, I wish I had long blonde hair and a butt cut with lots of money and influence. And then they just give Gwyneth Paul, they just write her I'm checks. I'm just going to rub some bee palm salve on my navel and <laughs> cure my cancer. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's going on right now. Okay. And she says a lot of things. That will make your head explode. Okay, good. Thank and you. I love making Colin's head explode. <laughs> well, you know, so like what, scanners. It's so, fun. so when I saw, thanks for the old movie <laughs> reference. How Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin make co-parenting work. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to learn. Now I'm not a parent, so why would I care? But I know you're a parent, mm-hmm. and I, I also just know that anything that comes out of Gwyneth Paltrow's mouth will be suspect. Mm-hmm. So let me just read a little bit of this to you. And it's a lot of what you'd expect, right? Like maybe right. give me an idea of what Communication is key. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we never speak ill of each other in front of the kids. Yeah. Uh, we uh, have vowed to get along in front of them. Blah, blah, blah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been about five years since Gwyneth broke up with Chris Martin. No. Consciously, Consciously uncoupled. Yep. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> most recently, though, opened up. She opened so, up. Opened up about. I'm sure, this has been really difficult for her to open up about co-parenting, which okay. you know uh, is relatable to probably the majority of uh, parents in the world. Because I would think it's the majority of parents who are not together with. Well, their- I mean, if I could just be so bold as to say. All parents have to co-parent. Yes, all parents have to co-parent, but specifically, you know, they're divorced. Is Absolutely. What I'm trying to say. Okay. Yes. So she opens up, quote, you know, we really made the commitment to maintaining the family, even though we were going to be, uh, even though we were not going to be a couple. And so we sort of thought through that. How would that work? And how would that be? Both Chris and I have made a commitment to continue to love the things about each other that we've always loved and to really continue to develop our friendship and to find ways to communicate. It was a long process. You really have to focus. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so right now, I'm not learning anything, right? Well, I am. Right now, what I'm learning from Gwyneth Paltrow is um, I'm better at divorce than uh, anybody else in the whole wide world. Yeah, right? Like, well, Mm -hmm. she always feels like she discovered it. Yeah. Right? Like, when when you read Gwyneth Paltrow talk, I feel like she thinks she discovered this thing. Yeah. That, like, my mom didn't learn in the 80s being a divorced Parent. Right. And all of you who have a difficult time co-parenting, it's because you just didn't think hard yeah. about if you would have worked at the family. it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's just rude. She went out, I'm getting there to the point. Your okay, head's going to explode. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's warming it's up. halfway there. Yeah. Steam's coming out of your eyes, mm-hmm. ears. You really have to focus on forgiveness. You know, despite, despite what comes up, you have to let it go. It's definitely not effortless. But now at this point, five years later, it's pretty good. But the first couple of years, it was effortful. 
Okay. Oh. That would just be effort. It took it took effort. Work. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of the children. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And we were committed to maintaining the family. Okay, here's where we go. Oh, oh, geez. Even okay. though Paltrow and Martin initially received some criticism for their newly coined phrase, she said... It's nice to see the culture embrace the idea. No! Excuse no! me! <laughs> you know what she's trying to do right now, y'all? Oh, we didn't know how to raise kids divorced until oh, you oh, showed okay. up? Wait, hold on, hold on. Yoga? Hold on. Yoga, gluten-free. Divorce. And divorce. Yeah. All things that Gwyneth Paltrow has invented and is responsible it's for nice in our culture. It's nice to see the culture embrace the idea. Oh my god. She is taking responsibility for the thing that she did and she thinks that she was the first. You excuse me. I can't. You please tell people why this is so mind numbing. Because she's dumb and I can't I'm sorry. This somebody needs to stop her because she's gonna she's like the stay puffed marshmallow man. She's gonna it's nice to see the culture embrace the idea that we created. She's going to stomp around and yes. not know what's happening. And then she's going to explode. And then there's going to be marshmallow goopy goop all <laughs> Thank over you, Manhattan. Thank you for making my analogy work. I this she is so full of two things. <laughs> crap. <laughs> and her damn self. Yeah. That is okay. I need to calm down a little bit because no, it's, fine. I, it's yeah. hard to have a conversation when I'm feeling all the emotions that I feel. No, it's fine. But it's- it goes back to the fact that I mean, it start. You're right. It warms up at the beginning where she's talking about like all of the advice that she gives about how their relation, their co-parenting work. She acts like she's the first person to have ever realized that divorce can be really taxing on the children and that it is, it is best for the kids when the parents can get along. This is not new. Also too, I would like to offer you Gwyneth that there are some people for whom that's just not possible mm-hmm. in their divorce. Yeah. And it's not because oh, yeah, they I, did anything wrong. No, I am, you know, my Ugh. my parents did not have my my I should say my mother and uh my biological uh mm-hmm. parent donor person. experience. Mm-hmm. That was not that was not in the cards, right? And and thankfully that's that's not the way it was meant to work out and my life could not be better uh you know so i just it's that notion that somehow she'll do that thing where she tries to pretend that she struggled just like you so she doesn't want you to think she's being like you know overly fortunate and overly lucky and overly privileged Mm -hmm. she's like yeah it was effortful Mm -hmm. i'm like really was it effortful because think about it Financial considerations were not an issue, mm-hmm. presumably. No, nope. right when it came to no. parenting, um, so they don't really have to want for anything. 
sure there is an emotional component and to say that that is not important is is you know to minimize the importance of an emotional well-being and and health but i would question honestly the health and well-being of their relationship post divorce mm-hmm. meaning he is living on her property and showing up in and out of those children's lives and i think i I am not a family therapist, but I have to wonder That's if that doesn't create confusing. some boundary issues for those children. Yes. Because not only does he live on the property and show up unannounced during, you know, uh, interviews where she's expounding on the virtues of her enlightenment, um, but they're also going on vacations together. Here's the thing. The truth is this. Just as just as there is no such thing as the perfect marriage. There is no such thing as the perfect divorce. Yeah. The problem with Gwyneth Paltrow is that she does not think that there is anything about her life that is not perfect. Yeah. Or Or rather, she does not want to show you a version of herself that includes anything but perfection. And even her, quote, imperfections are curated, right? Effortful. They're effortful. Or she, um, you know, we've we read that, I think it was an article written in I don't even remember, Vanity Fair or something, where the uh the columnist or the or the author of the article said something along the lines of, you know, she admits to having a cigarette every once in a while. Oh, that's her thing. She curates yeah. her own flaws for yeah. us. Like I sit down and have a uh, one cigarette yes. a week. That's not self-awareness. That is yeah. that is like telling yourself the world's biggest lie. Yeah. And I guarantee you that um, there are nights when she like ends up face deep in a pile of snack food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or and her own she lies. just screams into pillows mm-hmm. every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there is something that's not believable and about if, the things that she's putting out there. And if she doesn't, she has a motherboard and she's a robot. I'm serious. Or an alien. I don't know. It's possible. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, who is this Olivia Jade? Who is the daughter of Lori Laughlin embroiled in this cheating scandal? We're going to find out. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.